Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533. And the Eagles with back to Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today and maybe some partly cloudy uh, conditions. But for the most part, really nice day. A high of 70 tonight. View passing clouds, low of 43. And tomorrow, not so bad either. Partly cloudy with a high of 72. 42 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. So today, we not only have the keyword to cash to announce after 8 o'clock, but then also today, we're going to give you your first shot at winning a four-pack of tickets to the upcoming Oktoberfest on 4th Street at the Student Prince, October 6th and the 7th. I'll be there on the 6th, but I'll give you tickets for that a little bit later on this morning and a lot of other stuff coming up today, too. It's 534, Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Want to know what it sounds like to win... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 68 tomorrow. More of the same. It is 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. That's it. Strike's over. I'm going back to work. About time. Uh, what's the... What'd you fight for? Well, it's uh, $14 an hour. I believe that's the current minimum wage. No getting around that. And now you know who to thank for that. The, uh... Leaders of Hollywood's Writers Union declared their nearly five-month-old strike over yesterday after board members approved a contract agreement with studios. The governing boards of the Eastern and Western branches of the Writers Guild of America both voted to accept the deal and afterward declared the strike would be over and writers would be free to work starting at 12.01 a.m. today. The, uh, How many do you think got there at exactly 12? Nobody got there at 12. No one's writing They're go- squat. They're going in at 8. The uh, writers still have to vote to ratify the contract themselves, but lifting the strike will allow them to work that process, uh, work during that process. Hollywood actors remain on strike with no talks yet on the horizon. A new spirit of optimism animated actors who were picketing Tuesday for the first time since writers were reached their tentative deal on Sunday night. Uh, for a hot second, I really thought that this was going to go on until next year, said Marissa Cuevas, an actor who has appeared on the TV series Kung Fu and The Big Bang Theory. Knowing that at least one of us has gotten a good deal gives us a lot of hope that we will also get a good deal. So it's not, it's over, but, but it's not, not for over, the over. Yeah, the right. writers have, have reached a deal. The actors have not. Right. Well, you do realize that most actors in Hollywood are barely, barely surviving. It's right. only a small fraction that are making, you know, gobs of cash. I was talking with that uh, Mary Lynn Rashkub that was here. Yeah. The perception that because you're on TV, you all you make millions of dollars. She goes, you know who made millions of dollars? Kiefer Sutherland made millions of dollars. <laughs> she goes, I bought a car and then realized I had already spent the money the year before when they gave it to me. So I had to pay for a car. So, you know, it's not... It's not uh, you, you do tend to think that people who are on a movie or on a TV show make a ton of money, and they don't. There's a lot of people who are rich, and there are a lot of people who are famous. There's not a lot of people who are both. Yes. That's why... Uh, that's why they call it rich and famous. That's why uh, Robin Leach had that show. Right. Because there was only a small number of people who were both rich and famous. 
That's how he made the show. Given a choice, I would take rich over famous. I would take famous because you can get to be rich. Yeah, but you know what? There's still plenty of famous people that struggle right. to even be uh, adequately compensated. I guess so. Strike's over. That, that, that's really that's what weird. matters. Yeah, that's what matters. The strike is over, and uh, we can all go back to H&H Bagels. <laughs> Good luck finding yeah. one. Rolling Stone put together a list of the 50 worst decisions in movie history. Will Smith made it twice for slapping Chris Rock and turning down The Matrix to make Wild Wild West. Yeah, those are both two big mistakes. I had heard that he hadn't even apologized to Chris Rock at all yet over that whole slapping incident. Like, directly apologized to him. I don't know if he's going to be allowed to. He's not allowed to talk to him? Don't you think that uh, Jada Pinkett is uh, sitting there mining all of his phone calls? Don't you even dare call Chris. Do not even call him. Right. Yeah. I, I, I assume that the, probably. that's probably what's motivating that. Uh, the gay ghost hunting show Living for the Dead hits Hulu on October 18th. It features five LGBTQ ghost hunters exploring haunted locations. Uh, Kristen Stewart is one of the producers. Mm. Is that what the world needed? Were, were we were we so blind well, to know, including the ghosts? There are ghosts out there who I'm sure would like people to respect their pronouns. Well, I'm I'm sure they would, but I didn't realize that was such an issue. Yeah, well, you know, listen, that we need it to is. bring light to the the gay ghost hunters. There are it's not the ghost hunters. I think it's the ghosts themselves. They're tired of being, you know, you know, placed in a certain box or yeah. casket. Yeah, we don't we're always in that closet over there. Always. always. Yeah. Uh, ever since Barbie came out, there's been a trend on TikTok of adults filming themselves picking out and buying Barbie dolls for themselves. It's basically for emotional support and to fulfill their inner child. People are also buying them for loved ones who might not have had one as a kid. According to a psychology professor, this is a good thing. It can have a positive mental health effect. You think a, a you think it's a positive mental health effect for a guy like me, my age, to walk into a toy store and buy a Barbie doll solely for myself? Listen, uh, you could always tell everybody in the store this is a gift. Yeah, you could tell them that. Yeah, in fact, ask for a gift receipt, but don't actually give it as a gift. You just take it. I'm not buying that. That that's a, that this is a good thing. I don't think that's a good thing at all. All right. Uh, 90-year-old Joan Collins. Didn't I just say we don't do enough stories about Joan Collins? I'm surprised it's taking this long to do one. She insists she's never had work done to her face because she's, quote, needle-phobic. She says she just moisturizes and uses night cream like her mother once told her to. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mother tell you to put on that face cream? That's right. Uh, oh, and she stays out of the sun, too. She has a book called uh, Behind the Shoulder Pads coming out next month. I can't wait for that one to hit the stores. But you're excited you what, about that, too. I hope she's getting ready for a sequel. <laughs> I'd love to know what her life is like when she's 95. It's uh, it's not lost on 80-year-old Mick Jagger that he won't be around forever, but that doesn't mean the Rolling Stones can't be. He says, quote, You can have a posthumous business now, can't you? You can have a posthumous tour. The technology has really moved on since the ABBA thing. <clears throat> she's not wrong. He's not wrong. That's what I meant. Yeah. 
Of course, he's talking about the ABBA's uh, Voyage concert in London with holograms, but the Stones won't be slowing down to holograms anytime soon. Tomorrow, they're releasing a song called Sweet Sounds of Heaven, featuring Lady Gaga and Stevie Wonder, and also the very things they hear at night when death is calling them. <laughs> it's the sweet sounds of heaven. The next noise you'll hear will be the sound of stereos being ripped out of the wall. Yeah, it'll be yeah, stereos ripped out of the wall and Mick Jagger just falling to the ground. <laughs> uh, and the world cannot believe that Kim Kardashian has a buzz cut. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I ate anything this short was when Ray J ate the Red Robin Bald Burger from my Harrya 51 in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. You know, they never they never revealed what's inside that thing. Uh, good luck finding it. Good luck. <laughs> Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had a meat puddle slush puppy. <laughs> uh, she was looser than a bucket of fishing worms. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I got the back door trots after the bum button massage. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want that. You don't want that. That's messy. And Do you ever have the Red Robin Bald Burger, by the way? No, I have not. Yum. You hate to see see the bottomless fries. No, there's a bottom to it. (laughs) There's definitely a bottom to it. And that's your Hollywood trash I rock want to do. 736-4202 and... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know about you, but the very moment that I found out that Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey might be dating Taylor Swift, it completely changed my life. I have been waiting for this moment for I don't know how long. Because it's not just about the budding moments of a fairy tale courtship. This is about Taylor Swift doing things like going to football games, sitting in luxury suites, eating free hot dogs, and cheering on the Kansas City Chiefs, even though she grew up exactly 1,079 miles away. Look, Taylor Swift jumps on the bandwagon for no man, unless that man happens to be a third round draft pick out of the University of Cincinnati. Now, I know what you're saying. You're wondering, Paxi. As a football fan, why are you paying any sort of attention to this tabloid-fueled entertainment-style tonight uh, paparazzi-driven train wreck? Well, that's a fair question, and under normal circumstances, I could barely keep up with the shifting pile of heartbroken saps who have come into Taylor's magnetic romantic orbit over the years that they've accumulated like freshly hit roadkill on an interstate highway. However, the stark reality of this relationship is already having a staggering effect on our nation's economic climate. For example, did you realize that sales of Travis Kelsey jerseys have gone up more than 400% since Sunday? 400%! You honestly believe it's because Travis Kelsey has 11 receptions and 95 receiving yards this season? No! It's because he possibly is canoodling with a 12-time Grammy Award-winning musical phenomenon like Taylor Swift. And doggone it, when you've loved and lost the way that Tay-Tay has done over the years, then you don't think twice about marching over to Dick's to buy a Travis Kelsey game jersey for 200 bucks. You do it instinctively because you know this one might be the one. Would Taylor be caught dead at Arrowhead Stadium and have the game of football completely explained to her if she didn't see Travis Kelsey in her future? I don't think so. No, sir, this is a story time whirlwind in which they are either going to be living happily ever after or... This is going to wind up being sprayed all over her next heartbreaking album of scorn-filled breakup songs. Either way, it's a win-win for everybody, and I'm okay with that. 
But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The colors of autumn, orange and white. Yep, fall cleanup with steel equipment. Orange and white. A steel blower and chainsaw. See Morgan at the Ludlow Rockies. She's a steel train expert. Good people, steel people like Morgan and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 614 and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 68 tomorrow. More of the same. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. A little bit later on this morning, we not only give you the uh, the keyword to cash uh, for your chance to win 1000 bucks. We'll also give you a four-pack of tickets to uh, Oktoberfest Ooh, at October. the Fort. Sweet. It's coming I mean, a, a week from uh, from uh, Friday. So that'll be go crack the, t- crack the keg with Mayor Dom Dom? I am supposed to be uh, tapping the keg and uh, introducing trailer trash. Well, who are they? I've never heard of them before. They're a local group of mm. uh, of uh, young musicians, uh, probably no more than, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. Oh. All right. Well, uh, I'm ho- I'm sure they'll make it. Uh, they'll make it okay in this uh, environment. It's kind of tough right yeah. now, you know. I mean, the band has been around for 15, 16 years, but not uh, not to worry. Be a great, uh, be a great night. Hey, uh, you know what else I'm doing this afternoon? I'm going to the uh, Aqua Pump Customer Appreciation uh, Day. Shut up. Down at their office, down off of 190, and in, uh, in st- only in Stafford, uh, Connecticut. Wow. Yeah. Will you uh, new, Will you be new. joining them as they? Uh, as they uh, at the well at the pump and into the house, I will I will uh, start at the well, then go to the pump, then go into the then house. go into the yeah, house. That's that how, makes that's sense. That's how we do it. Yeah, um, I want to talk about recycling because yesterday, or t- actually over the weekend, I ordered something from Chewy. You know uh, that website with the pets, Chewy. Mm-hmm. So I ordered uh, some items from there. And the box showed up, it was supposed to be there on, on Monday, but it didn't show up until yesterday. And I found out that the, the FedEx guy goes, you know, I I had you on the list yesterday, but I realized I didn't put the boxes in the van. And I said, the one thing that you're responsible for doing. No, I didn't say that to the guy. I was just like, <laughs> Among what the many things that you are responsible for. But 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 anyway, he was doing a lot better yesterday, and he Good. had the boxes, and he delivered them to the house. Meanwhile, your dog is pacing back and forth. Where, wonder where the UPS guy is. Well, the dog was like, where's the food, man? The food was supposed to be here two days ago. You know, that was the other thing. When I first joined Chewy, I was amazed because I joined on a Saturday afternoon, and the food was there the next morning. On like, Sunday? On a Sunday. Wow. Right? And I was like, Wow. Well, then I'm going to sign up for this, but I think that's a ploy to get you to continue to buy Chewy because they've never done that ever get ever again. <laughs> so I, I ordered the stuff, and then, the, you know, this stuff comes yesterday, whatever. So I, I opened the box, and, and one has the bag of dog food in it. Okay. Which is inside of a cardboard box, which I never, I don't understand why you need to do that. Why can't you just ship it in the bag? The bag is tough enough that you can just put a shipping label on it. This is what I'm talking about. There's too much packaging going on here. All right, I can see that. Right? So it comes in a big box. So do I. Yeah. Hey, now. But uh, it's got this big box for the bag of dog food. And then there was another thing that I ordered. And I'm looking at the box and I go, that can't be what I ordered because that's way bigger box than what's needed for what I what I ordered. And uh, I said, well, let me, maybe I got somebody else's order. Because that could be sure uh, a possibility. No, 
I open up the box. And first of all, it says it's got some kind of green initiative sticker on the outside of it or an imprint saying, yes, this is a recycled box, you know, like telling you that they've done good by yeah. using this company. By, and, yeah. and, and still creating more things for you to recycle. Right. So then I open it up, and what's inside but another box? Why does it sound like one of those uh, Russian nesting uh, dolls? That, that's what I thought was going to happen. Like I was going to keep opening boxes. Right. But 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 this wasn't even just a box. This was just a lid to a box. Okay. Surrounding the very small thing that I bought, which was a Soresto flea and tick collar. Okay. You ever see those? Sure. They come in a metal can? Yes. So do I. Hey, now. Uh, so they, 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 it comes in a little metal can. And uh, but it why would it need to be in this big box? It was in this box that was probably maybe uh, eighteen inches by twelve inches. And how and big was a can? The can's only it's probably the size of a grapefruit, not even. The, the, what's the, the what's the point of having a box that big? That's what I'm getting at. So then I'm like looking. I'm like, what what is this? What what kind of world are we living in? This whole recycling thing. You know, telling people to recycle, yet you're creating more product than you need in order to ship something to somebody's house. In my garage right now, I have a bunch of boxes from packages that have been delivered over the last, yeah. oh, I don't know, year. And the reason why they've accumulated so much in my garage is that there's almost too much of it to go through. Yeah. Because you gotta you gotta cut the cardboard down, you gotta break the box down, yeah. you gotta you gotta put it you gotta put it in another box it's, or in your recycling bin. It's almost too much of an effort for me to recycle all that stuff. It's 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 an extra step you shouldn't have to take. There's too much packaging that's sent with these boxes. Yes. And all these people who are complaining about Oh, the recycling and our landfills are filling up with plastic. Well, you know what? You open up all that cardboard and what's in there but the Soresto dog collar can. What is that wrapped in? Another piece of plastic mm -hmm. around the outside. And inside the can is the collar made of rubber, which is also wrapped in another plastic bag because it's got dangerous chemicals on it. Do you ever order so you can't even yeah. reuse the can. Do you ever order something in a big giant box? And what's in the box is actually, you know, reasonably small. Yeah. It's like not a big thing, but it's surrounded by packing peanuts or a bubble wrap yeah. or like, you know, 50,000 know, pounds of, uh, of, of, uh, of tape. Yeah. Well, none of that stuff is recyclable. No, it's you not. Can't, you can't recycle bubble wrap right. unless you use it to send something else out. Yeah. So not only do you open up these boxes, these cardboard boxes, these unnecessary cardboard boxes, but inside is this Soresto dog collar can that you need a sawzall to open. Right. Uh, and then once you get that open, you can't reuse the can because, like I just said, it's all it's chemical. got dangerous chemicals in there that, that they said. But, you know, put this on your dog, but make sure you wash your hands really yeah. good afterwards. I mean, you can't hold your gummies in there? No, you can't. You can't. You can't put your weed in here, man. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. See, that would be. You can repurpose that stuff, but yeah. I'm not repurposing something that's had uh, dangerous chemicals in it. But this this whole idea that we're we're spending all of this time recycling this stuff, and then you talk to people who work in the trash industry, people who work in the recycling industry, and they tell you it's all a bunch of bullshit, isn't it? Because 
a lot of those plastics can't be recycled. Mm-hmm. So they just wind up in a landfill anyway. And and why are we not using aluminum and glass where it which has much less of a carbon footprint than plastic? You can made? actually reuse glass. Right. Yeah. I you know, I don't understand it and I know that you know some uh, communities almost require you to do it. Like yeah. like because otherwise you have got to buy town bags. If you're going to just throw stuff away, they're forcing you into recycling. And even like food scraps, they're forcing you to even even compost. Yeah. And I know it's healthy for the environment, but I think you're right. I think it's all going to the same place it, and it all is, getting burned into, and blasting a hole in the ozone. It is going to the same place. You, you're telling me that you go ahead and take a walk down at Bondi's Island down there and that when the, on the waste side, not the poo side, yeah. the waste side. I get, You're telling me that there's no plastic bottles and stuff in there? Of course oh, of there course. is. Of course. It's floating all over the place. Right. I get accused of being like a box hoarder in my garage. Yeah. But it's it's not that I want to keep boxes. I just, I, the effort of breaking them down and bringing them to the front of the uh, the yard so that the recycling guy can take it. Oh. Do you have a fire pit? Mm, no, not really. Why don't you make one and then just burn the boxes? Because I know me. Let's say I bought a bunch of uh, a bunch of bricks to make a a fire pit. Yeah. Okay. And I make it all round and nice and everything. Yeah. Or at least that's my intention. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to have a stack of bricks that never get put together for a fire pit. They're just going to be a a big pile of bricks. So why don't you have somebody do it for you? Oh, that requires uh, money. Money. Expense. People. Yeah. All right. Well, you're a lost. Cause. No, I'm, no, I'm not, no question. Uh, yeah. I'm a lost cause. I'm not, I'm not uh, purporting anything more than that. Well, I'm just saying you could burn the boxes, and that would be a nice, easy solution. It's just cardboard. True. You well, know. maybe during burning season, I'll. Uh, you don't need burning season. If you have it contained in the backyard, you can do it. Just go get one of them little metal ones from Walmart. You you'll be all right. I actually I have one. Then use it. But I'd have to cut up all the boxes wicked small in order to use it. It's well, a very small fire pit. If you want to get rid of them real quick, just take some uh, hydraulic fluid and throw them on there. It'll 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 burn it up nice and, so nice now, and quick. Now you're now you're talking but, you know, real uh, business here. But there there's my little uh, beef with the uh, recycling industry. Uh, it's all a bunch of crap. I think you're right. Yeah. Six twenty four with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's Power Days at Proterra Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram on Riverdale Street in West Springfield, where you have hundreds. Six thirty one with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. Noonan.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. A 17-year-old boy has died following an incident inside an apartment in Springfield on Sunday. According to Ryan Walsh, officers were called to the apartment on uh, Lionel Benoit Road before midnight on Sunday for a report of a gunshot victim. The 17-year-old boy was found with a gunshot injury, and three other people were found inside the apartment. The victim was taken to Bay State but died Monday night due to his injuries. Police arrested three people that were inside the apartment, 20-year-old Xavier Rivera of Ware, 18-year-old Luis Reyes Santiago of Springfield, and a 17-year-old girl. All three were allegedly in the same room with the victim at the time of the shooting. Reyes and uh, Rivera were arraigned in Springfield District Court yesterday and have been charged with uh, a slew of charges, including murder, carrying firearm without a license, and assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. Uh... The closing statements are said to begin today in the murder against uh, murder trial against Cara Rintala. This is the fourth time that Rintala has been tried for the 2010 murder of her wife, Anna Marie Cochran Rintala, 
who was found dead in their Granby home. Rentala found Cochran Rentala unresponsive at the bottom of the stairs of the company, couple's Granby home on March 29th of 2010. When first responders arrived, it was determined that Anna Marie was dead. Kara, Anna Marie's body, and the floor near the bottom of the stairs were all found to be covered in paint. The first two trials were ruled as mistrials after the juries were unable to reach a unanimous verdict. The third trial resulted in a conviction but was overturned on appeal and was sent back for a new trial and a life sentence without parole for appeal by the state Supreme Court, which ruled uh, that one witness who testified about the process of paint drying was not a qualified expert. Closing arguments are set for uh, 9 a.m. after uh, four days of deliberations by the uh, jury. Rintala is facing a third-degree murder charge. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this one uh, plays out. You know, I mean, it's it, if, if you're if you're a gambling man, yeah, you you probably think, well, yeah, it, it, it's fourth time a charm here because I mean they haven't been able to do it and have it stick for three straight trials. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to pan out, but uh, hopefully uh, justice will prevail. Whatever that means. A uh, suspect was arrested in connection with the murder of 29-year-old Emmanuel Hernandez Garcia of Springfield. Officers were called to the intersection of Union and Hancock Streets on Sunday, August 6th, around 7.45 p.m. for a reported gunshot victim. Hernandez Garcia was found with a wound and taken to Bay State Medical Center but later died due to his injuries. The investigation by the Springfield Police Homicide Unit revealed that Hernandez Garcia was involved in a fight when he was shot. Detectives have identified 25-year-old Edgardo de Jesus Vasquez of Springfield as the alleged shooter and applied for an arrest warrant. On Tuesday at approximately 7.20 a.m., de Jesus Vasquez was arrested inside an apartment on the 100 block of Pine Street. He's being charged with murder, carrying a firearm without a license, and discharging a firearm within 500 feet of a building. That's the one he's fighting. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, Tuesday at 7.20 in the morning. They were, uh, that's when they wake you up. I mean, yeah, listen, I mean, unless you've got to, like a job to go to or like an appointment. Yeah. It's a little early in the day for that kind of violence. It is a little early for that kind of violence, but uh, that's why they do it that early. So it's not that violent. Everybody's just waking up. I know, but most of my violent actions are like around, I don't know, 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night, that kind of thing. Right, but that's why they're getting the guy that early in the morning, because you don't want to have that violent kind of behavior. I guess. 7.20. You're, you you haven't even gotten out of bed yet. Listen, listen. We can uh, we can start the gunplay, but I'm not even touching my gun until I have my first cup of coffee. I do my uh, hood rat stuff after breakfast. After more than three years in the dark, the lights will flick back on at Club Castaway. Hey, God! Our brief regional nightmare is finally over. It's going to happen in just a few weeks, and its owners are getting back to basics at Franklin County's only strip club, the Long Dormant Club, located at 226 State Road at the intersection with Christian Lane, closed in 2020 as a result of the pandemic shutdowns, but remain closed once restrictions were lifted while co-owners Nick Spagnola and Julius Sokol determined the future of the business. Plans were made to sell the club in early 2022 to a Boston-based entertainment group, and in February of earlier this year, Spagnola and Sokol floated the novel idea of opening what would likely be the country's first ever topless marijuana dispensary, which we tried in Palmer, but that doesn't seem to be no. taken off. So, you know, it, it, here's the thing. With, uh, with the Mardi Gras gone... Uh, you know, with uh, with you know, Louis B's blowed up. Uh, you know, all the other great 
gentlemen's clubs that have been in the area that are now. Well, you still got Anthony's, don't you? That, but that's about it. That's about it. Do you have any idea how many uh, former uh, strippers there are who are like, you know, holding you know signs in the street, you know, we'll do lap dances for food because they can't get work in any of the strip clubs? Yeah. You have any idea how many out-of-work strippers there are right now? This is wonderful news for that entire area. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, plans were made to sell, but then that didn't happen. Spagnola said their goal is to, quote, get back to basics. That was a great album by Billy Bragg, by the way, Back to Basics. Ooh, Billy Bragg. Listen yes. to you. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a Billy, Billy Bragg fan. Well, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. It's, a, it's like English folk music. Angry English Angry. Uh, protest songs. Angry yeah. English yeah. protest songs. But, uh, I mean, honestly, uh, you're getting back to basics in the world of uh, gentlemen's yeah. entertainment. I, I would love to know if there's a, I don't know, if there's like a mission statement or you know something to read which kind of uh, explains what getting back to basics are all about. Uh, Club Castaway is slated to reopen on Wednesday, October 4th from 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. and will be open Wednesday through Saturday under those same hours. Can we go to the grand opening? Or how about the first night they open? Yeah, 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 yeah I know what I'm talking, talking about. about. Yeah. The uh, reopening process has been exciting, said Spagnola in an email. We have explored many different paths and directions to take our business uh, since closing in 2020. However, our plan is to get back to basics and offer the best of erotic dancers. <coughs> the best of which erotic is, dancers. I, which, if I'm not mistaken, would be the first time they've ever done that there. Well, yeah. I mean, you want to class the place up. Over the past several months, the club has been given a facelift with a newly painted exterior, while the interior was renovated prior to the shutdown of the club with improved sound and lighting. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. listen, um, I I hear like this, you know, from a distance. If you listen very carefully, this huge swell of excitement in Franklin County of people saying, "Thank goodness, porn on the corn is making a return." Yeah. Oh, yeah. There will be cesarean night. By the way, yes, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hysterectomy night was always very popular at uh, the Castaway. A hysterectomy night. Yeah, that's right. I like that. You like that? Yeah, that's right. Bring on the gals. Bring them on. Spagnola said they will also be seeking a Kino license from the Mass Lottery. Oh, wow, right, right, they yeah. are getting back to basics. Yeah, look at them balls popping up on the screen. You know, you got great dancers when everyone's playing Kino instead of watching all the entertainment. Well, it's excitement every three minutes, Bax, and you can't uh, you can't get away from that. If you you know if there's a if there's a, a shift change going on, what are you going to do in between? Or if you're running low on sweaty dollar bills, best way to do it is to replenish by winning Kino. In uh, anticipation of the club's reopening, the select board opted to stick with the license conditions it had placed on the club before its closure in 2020, which required a four month period in which the business needed to hire a police detail on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays from 9.30 to 1.30. Oh, that's probably like the best cop job ever. <laughs> Waving hands inside and out of the uh, of the strip club. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, it would be great to be a, like a greeter at a place like that. Like a Walmart greeter. But you know, it's like, hello, uh, my name is Steve. Welcome to the Castaway. Yeah. And, uh, can I check your receipt? And they just hand you a snail at the end. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I like that. Uh, given that Spagnola and SoCal took over the club on October 29th of 2019, the club has about 45 days left on its probationary period once it reopens. The board opted to keep the regulation in place because it has been several years since the business operated. I would be in favor of the probationary period, select board member uh, Juliana Wagner said in February, since the somewhat waning of COVID, 
We uh, haven't seen what this looks like yet. In a separate uh, endeavor from Club Castaway, Spagnola has been planting more roots in Western Mass over the last year through his real estate business. He recently acquired 22 studio apartments on Dwight Street in Holyoke for $1.1 million. Oh, a perfect place for the dancers to stay while they're in town. Yeah, well, you know, like they got to stay somewhere. And he's getting ready to close on an additional 24-unit complex on Hamden Street in Holyoke. So, plenty of real estate to go around. This is going to be uh, this is going to be a one big humdinger of a of a reopening. You know, just just when you think that things were looking uh, things were not looking up in that area, you know, finally they get back to really establishing what that building was known for. They didn't turn it into a convenience store. It didn't turn it into a restaurant. They turned it back into a gentleman's club where you can find sophisticated gentlemen's entertainment. Yeah, it's not like uh, you're 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 sitting in there and you can tell the outside of the building used to be an IHOP or something. Right, you exactly. Know? Laura like like an old Bickford's. It's still like it's still got the sign outside. It's yeah. not one of those places. You ever see those places that, that still have the shape of whatever building it was? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, like an IHOP is a perfectly good example of that. But they they've changed those now. They they're, they they're, they don't have like the like the A-frame roof anymore. No, the IHOP in West Springfield just has a regular flat roof with I think maybe you know the the facade that looks like the uh, right. peak, but it's really not. It's like those old-time McDonald's with the old-time uh, you know, the golden arches that went from the back of the building to the front of the building. Yeah. Remember those like the do, real old-timey ones? They don't do that anymore. No, they don't. How come they don't do that? I don't know. I always like that look. Probably cost a lot of money to do that. Potentially, yes. They put these these restaurants up very quickly, don't they? Um, yeah, they do. Like within a couple of months. Like like franchise restaurants. Yeah, yeah, like well, that, I mean, and things like that. Yeah, because I think they're built to to like corporate specifications. I mean, there's, there's so no change like, orders or anything like that. It's so just, it's just boom, boom, boom. Here, this is what it looks like. Uh, you might have to refit it to the property but at least this is exactly they're all the same i believe that's the case that that the, it's the corporation that sets all the parameters for each individual property well i'm uh i'm looking forward to going to uh porn in the corn again yep i think uh, i think a road trip is uh is uh, is necessary went, we should contact our uh, promotions department and see what we can arrange i was in there once years ago probably about 25 years ago 20 I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've ever stepped into the place. Well, you're missing out. Well, because Waitley is a little bit out of the way, right? But it's it's only as big as like this room here. It's not it's not any bigger than that. It's well, a very you don't small. you don't need a like a cavernous sized place like uh, like the Mardi Gras. The Mardi Gras was huge. Yeah, you know, and, but uh, like uh, the the Magic Lantern was a was a tiny cozy little space. Yeah, it was a cozy. Little it was space. that was kind of the hominess of it. When you weren't getting shot at. Well, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. Uh, you may not know this guy's name, but you still see his work on everything at the store. Graphic designer Berkey Belzer passed away this week. No, not Berkey Belzer. Yeah. You know what he did? No. He designed the nutrition facts label you see on all the food packaging. Oh, he did a wonderful job with that. Got to admit, it's a, from an artistic standpoint, you know it's what? breathtaking. That would actually be kind of a cool flex. Mm -hmm. What'd you do? Oh, I invented, you know, that label on the back of every product? Yeah. I invented that. And they said, so well, what do you do? I said, well, I, I tell <laughs> fart jokes on a radio show. Oh, well, I look like, it looks like I'm doing better over here. Yeah, he died in, at his home in uh, Bethesda, Maryland on uh, Monday. His wife revealed it was bladder cancer. So not because he had a bad diet or anything like that.
Well, you should have looked at the. Uh, yeah, he's, he he's, he's a label. And the, and the ingredients his on the label. His nutrition label debuted in 1994 after Congress passed the Nutrition Labeling and Education Act, and we're still using it almost 30 years later. They've tweaked it a few times since then, but it's pretty much unchanged. Before the 90s, food companies didn't have to list calories or things like serving size or saturated fat. When it came to knowing what you were eating, it was a big free-for-all. You remember that? Sure do. Those are the good old days, weren't it? You know, there were some days like uh, you, you're bored and you're, you're looking through, say, like a package of Twinkies, for example, and you, you have no idea what's in it until you just, you're sitting there and you you actually look, you actually read, you see what the nutritional value of a Twinkie is. Yeah. You know, without this guy, without, uh, what's his name? Uh, Belzy. B- yeah, Mr. Belzy. Uh, Belzer. Ber- Ber- Berkey Belzer. Berkey Belzer. You would never know. Be all, everything would be a mystery to you. His uh, design was praised for being simple, straightforward, and easy to understand. President Clinton gave him a Presidential Design Award for it, and the head of the FDA back then still calls him an absolute genius. Yeah, it's well earned. You should have seen that guy. He was the greatest one to come through here. (laughs) He put a label on the side of the box, and it broke it down of what's inside. We we never thought of doing that before. He also designed the bright yellow energy guide label you see on every appliance on washing machines and TVs. Oh. There's always somebody who invented that. It's someone had to be first. But it's like, how many times do you think of that? Did that ever occur to you? Like, oh, who invented the energy guide or the nutrition facts label? I don't know. I, I, yeah. I mean, sometimes you wonder. And here we have an answer, and you, the poor guy died. You could go around pretending you're this guy. You know, I'm the guy that... Who would know that? Well, one, you know, the two of us are probably too young. That thing's been out for a long, long time. And then, you know, secondly, you're basically stealing the identity uh, of a dead man. So, like, Barry Krieger could do it. He could be like, you know what I did? I invented the nutrition label on the back of all those things that you see at a grocery store. You're right. Barry could get away with that yeah. because Barry's done enough outstanding things in his lifetime. We could say, well, you know, that makes sense. I could see Barry doing that. I, I could definitely see him doing that. Sure. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 68. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. 6.54 in Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 68. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, if you ever miss a part of uh, the Bax and Nagel show, it's not to, you don't have to worry about it. You can always go back and check out the daily podcast. It's brought to you by Mark Hot Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Um, happy National Radio Host Day. That's a day? Really? That's a, a real thing? Yeah, who makes these up? Who does that? Who I'm going to guess in this case, it's probably radio hosts that wanted a day to themselves. Yeah. You're going to be extra nice to us this morning. It's National Morning Radio Show Host Day. Shouldn't we get the day off? It's the day we honor radio hosts. <laughs> radio. It's uh, one day of the year you're supposed to make an effort to get to know us a little bit better. <laughs> you know, because I, we're such an enigma. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, boy, that's the truth. Uh, the, the site Ranker.com asked people to rank their favorite morning show hosts on television, and somehow a reporter from the Weather Channel is number one. If you know any Weather Channel fans, they're usually uh, pretty diehard. You know the weather people. Oh yeah, they're they're badass. Um, <clears throat> is there a, are there any special celebrations? Are we are we getting an, uh, I don't know no. a day off or anything? No, no, we don't get any of that stuff. Oh, that's uh, too bad. 
Yeah, the Fred Morton Show. But they also did this. Uh, Ranker also had fans rank the funniest radio shows on the air. And we are not on that. No kidding. List. Yeah. Yeah, boy, that what a shocker that is. Quinn and Cantera are, though. They are not. Yes, they are. They're number uh, 16 on the funniest radio shows in America. Above Mr. Howard Stern. Above? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I've had roundhouse kicks to the junk that were funnier than that. I don't even know. We're, uh, I don't even know who the uh, these people in the morning. Oh, Gomez and Lisa in the morning. That's uh, <laughs> that's a close knit. Uh, that's like six degrees of separation. Uh, uh, let's yeah. see. Uh, yeah, well, I, don't, listen, I don't see us. Where's, no, no. Well, we we've only been around for a year. How old is this? Uh, this, this thing going been going on? Uh, this looks like it just was created three days ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, they're they're even uh, they're even ranked higher than the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve Harvey. Something tells me they stuffed the box you on this think one. Or, they might have. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't even. Yeah, our ours isn't even on here. We're not. Yeah, it's all right, Steve. No, no. I mean, don't don't you want to be recognized on the <sighs> funniest radio shows in America? Um. Well, you know, on on the surface, it would seem like a like a real honor, but you know, really, what what difference does it make? But. Seriously though, who like does the days? Like, you always say, "Oh, it's national this day or national that day." Well, who decided that? There is a uh, there's an actual book, okay, uh, and it 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 lists all the dumb things you honor day to day throughout the year. So it could be like Cabbage Day or you know Ranch Dressing Day or something you know even dumber than that. And then uh, and 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 radio stations and. News stations all across America just, you know, randomly pointed a day in the book and say, oh, my gosh, look at that. It's radio host day. We're going to have a whole day dedicated to us. Listen, you're not going to get a free lunch anywhere. There's no free T-shirts to pick up. There's absolutely no benefit to anyone in radio for this. Yes, you're absolutely right. Trust me. Uh Uh-huh. So happy radio show host day, Bax. Thank you, I think. It's 658 a Rock 102. Are you ready for a fresh start? Looking for new opportunities? Cadence Engine Systems, which includes B&E Tool in Southwick and Tell Tool in Westfield, is a leader in aerospace manufacturing, and they're growing. They have a media And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Craftsman, Aarons, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, let's face it. There's no better place to get away from it all and enjoy some quiet private time than to purchase a ticket to a baseball game amongst teams beyond the point of mathematical elimination. Nobody wants to see a losing team play out the remaining scraps of their disappointing schedule. I personally have better use of my hard-earned cash, but if you're looking to find some alone time, then perhaps you should have gone to Yankee Stadium on Monday to watch the Yankees close out their final home game of the season. On Monday night, the Yankees hosted the Arizona Diamondbacks for their final game of the year at home. A dreadful night for baseball, another but drizzle and and disinterest, casting its shadow on a stadium that might otherwise be filled with people supporting their team. Instead, the majority of the 41,000 people who paid money to buy tickets for the game decided to stay home and not show up instead. 
According to some reports, the place was virtually empty, with some people claiming that no more than 50 people were sitting in the bleachers to watch a game that simply did not matter. A sad state of affairs if you happen to be playing baseball. It's also a sad state of affairs for those diehard fans, since Monday night was supposed to be Aaron Judge bobblehead night, where the first 18,000 fans would get a free bobblehead of their own. Sadly, you need to have 18,000 fans show up. Yankees, of course, didn't come anywhere close to that until the Aaron Judge bobblehead night has been postponed until next season. Now, in all fairness, it's not just the Yankee fans who have given up. Tonight, the Red Sox will close out their horrifying home schedule at Fenway when they take on Tampa. The Sox are in dead last. They've lost three straight. They've only won two out of their last ten games. If you were looking to catch up on some light reading or looking to find a quiet place to meditate without noisy distractions, I would suggest buying a ticket for tonight's game because when a last place mathematical elimination is in the air, I think you'll find that to be very soothing, assuming you can ignore the shameful baseball game that's being played in the field. Trust me, it's not as difficult as it sounds. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You got an old deck? Solid, sturdy, but it looks like straight-up garbage. Go to Rocky's for Cabot Deck Correct. It locks down splinters, fills cracks, goes on easily with a standard roller. Put on a good face on a bad deck with Cabot Deck Correct from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's going to be uh, sunny today, mostly, for, uh, for for a good part of the day. A high of 68 tomorrow, high of 68. It is something in downtown Springfield. I can't even get a temperature up. Ooh. I got uh, 43 right now, Steve. Ooh. It's uh, it's time for our little uh, our little segment. Won't you be my neighbor? These are uh, these are posts that are, uh, what was the uh, the app that uh, well, it was, these are from? Originally, it was from next door. The, the app next door. Sure. And people complain about things and or, you know, things that are going on in their neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, like to just tell everybody what's on their mind. It's really kind of replaced the uh, Mass Life forums. Hold on. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Uh, could you be mine? I miss Mr. It's Rogers. I do too. He used to love that show. It was a, it was a good egg, that man. He sure was. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm reading uh, some of this. But first of all, there's one from South Windsor, the okay. South Windsor community. These are these are not just next door posts. These are like community forums. And if you see one that's a little outrageous, please feel free to send it to us here at the radio station. And there's this guy who's got a picture of a like a like a dump truck uh, in front of a uh, in front of a dumpster, and it says they did this right in front of the new Whole Foods. The only environmental company in Connecticut right here in South Windsor. And then uh, and then people chime in. Wow, they drained the dumpster that filled with water. What a non-issue. <laughs> and then the guy writes, they didn't drain the dumpster. They emptied the truck onto the dumpster and they released it into the drain. And then the guy goes, it's water. If you're so concerned, report them to the EPA. Sure, I, I, I really don't know what it is. The process just looks wrong. If you feel this is wrong, report them. Posting on Facebook will do nothing to ensure they follow environmental laws. Call Environmental Protection Agency. Explain to them what you saw in the video footage. Mm -hmm. I did. I told them I had videos and pictures, and they didn't care. So here I am. Man, this is a a real man of action, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then the guy goes, 
then I guess they didn't do anything wrong, and we're back to it's just water. Video shows nothing but a truck backing up and water coming out of the dumpster. It's not showing what you're talking about. Right, but you know, in, in, in fairness, though, I mean, when you're dumping water from a dumpster so close to overpriced produce at a Whole Foods, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's going to really have an effect on whether or not you can buy a $15 kumquat. Yeah, but uh, this this is the this is the uh, the platform you decide to complain about on. He's right. Why don't you call the environmental protection place if it's that yeah, big of a deal? I'll tell you why. Because the EPA doesn't give a rat's ass. No, because the EPA uh, the EPA only pays attention when somebody puts it on a community forum on Facebook. That's the only time the EPA is gonna. <laughs> take action against yeah, somebody we don't we need lawyers or anything like that but you have some nutcase with a with a score to settle on a on an app yeah. a community community forum uh, it's time to get busy here's one from the belchertown community forum looking for a, a place for a great facial any recommendations yeah your you, mother's house yeah there you go <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's I'm, what talking I'm talking about, about. yeah uh recommend a tree service uh does any here's a here's a uh, you know you're from Springfield, Massachusetts. I'm part of all these stupid groups here. Ready? <laughs> I'm on that one too. Does anyone remember a bar called Two Mattoon? When I worked at the Marriott years ago, some of us would go in there for a drink after work, and then that's like a discussion starter. Oh yeah. And all these people loved going to Two Mattoon. Spend many of my Friday nights there. Oh yeah, lots of fun at Two Mattoon. Ichabod's, too, back a few years ago. Oh, I once got a searing case of gonorrhea at Ichabod's. This is just like the the, the boomer soundboard. (laughs) Oh, the nostalgia. The nostalgia we had at Trumpets. Here's one from the Westfield Community Forum. Did anyone else hear the loud bang near the high school? (laughs) Any idea what it was? There's 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 tons of those. Yeah, I'm like, folks, you live near an air force base. You're bound to hear some sort of sonic boom or some sort of a jet flying in, making or some, noises, or somebody's going to drop something out of the plane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do you are you not used to that yet? Uh, <laughs> somebody you're looking for. Oh, here's one from Hello Holyoke. I'm I'm asking this, uh, knowing that pizza place recommendations abound on here, but I have a specific uh, ask. Whenever I visit a middle or eastern Massachusetts or Rhode Island, I've gotten probably the best New York or Boston-style Italian pizza, specifically a margarita pizza, which usually consists of fresh mozzarella, tomatoes, and basil. Has anyone seen this type of pizza in our area? Yes, it's called everywhere. I might start flipping through local menus, but interested if anyone knows what I'm talking about. Start (laughs) scouring menus. Why? 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 why, yeah, here's a here's a here's a novel idea. There's something uh, on computers now called the internet. Oh, what is that? Why do you that? look for that? Margarita pizzas near me. Margarita pizzas. That might be Google might be the best place to do that. Yeah, oh, that's a that's a great place to search. As if we don't have. Yeah, you want that fresh pizza? Go back to Rhode Island. Yeah, this sounds like someone who only yeah. uses Bing. Why don't you go drink your Dill's lemonade too? Don't you start with the what? Dell's lemonade. It's delicious. Here's one from Buy Nothing Hill Towns in Western Massachusetts. A while back, someone from Chesterfield was looking for bubble wrap mailers for books. I've got a stack I'd love to get rid of. Can anyone remember who she is and tag her? <laughs> I'll never find her again. She was the most beautiful person asking for bubble wrap, and I didn't have any at the time. But I have bubble wrap now. That's like one of those missed opportunity personals my, you'd see in The yeah, Advocate. My missed connection, yes. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, does any? Here's one from Westfield as well. Does anyone know why the progress on the new bridge on 10 and 202 over Little River has essentially slowed to a stop? The DOT uh, site has no info, and City Hall is of no help. So I come to you, the good people of social media. Clearly, this is where answers happen. Uh, anyone uh, interested in uh, seven cast iron pans? They need some love. Or you can just use them for decoration. If not, they're going in the trash. <laughs> Honestly. You know what? There's somebody out there, though, that's going, you can't throw those irons in the trash. I'll be over to get them today. Some people will do that, but most people will just see that and just keep moving moving down. Just keep scrolling. Here's one from the East Longmeadow Forum. I just checked the school calendar and didn't see a date listed for graduation ceremony for seniors this spring. This would be our first child graduating, so I don't know, quote, the ropes. I think graduation is outdoors at the high school, but didn't know if it's always the first weekend in June. I thought it was a Sunday afternoon, and my husband thought it was a Friday night. I also didn't know if there are tickets and if tickets are limited per family, etc. Hoping someone who has been through this process can offer some info. Oh, my God. Well, you've been through that process. Can you offer some info? Was there tickets that uh, to be made? It, 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 it depended. Well, it, it it depended. If there's a pandemic in the middle of it, then they can, they, they wait until the very right. last possible oh, second to right. tell you what they're going to do. Uh, East Longmeadow. I mean, I could probably find, find this out uh, real quick. East Longmeadow. Graduation. Uh, school calendar. Try that. Okay. Oh, yeah, there we go. Now we're going. Now, oh, look at this. Look at this. It's coming. I've got it. Almost, almost graduation. Who can read something like that? It looks like the graduation is going to be on sometime in June, perhaps. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, a, there nice you go. Answer. Ah, yeah, well, happy to help. Happy to help. I like the, these parents who go, this is my first time going through all that. Well, yeah, so is everybody else. There might be a lot of other people who have yeah. first time. How many kids do you think already had siblings that went through the process? The, the fact that you have to ask questions like this means that you've never actually experienced any success on Google. I remember going to the kindergarten orientation mm -hmm. and then hearing, like, you know, the principal is answering all these questions that you may have for sending your kid off to kindergarten for the first time. Right. One of the uh, one of the questions the parents had was, uh, "Will will my kid have enough time to eat?" Oh my God! Really? Just, just and then, stop. Uh, well, he's a slow eater. Uh, will he have enough time to eat? And then the the principal explains, "Listen, even the last kid in the lunch line, there's still 25 minutes left after the last kid goes through the lunch line. You're going to be like, have you ever heard of starving kindergartners coming home from school every day?" And then another one was. She wanted to know if she could ride the bus with her kid to school for the first week. Uh, no. And I was like, cut the cord. <laughs> I'll give you the scissors. <laughs> Matter of fact, I got these pruners at my house that probably need to cut through that thicker one yeah. that you got over there. Yeah, you're, Let the, go the, of this The kid. umbilical is a little, uh, little too tight and in that family. A, here's a final one from uh, from Westfield. Hey, guys, does Westfield have neighborhood names like Springfield? I moved here from Springfield, and I'm, sure, uh, I'm still uncertain if the city does neighborhood names like other places. Yes. Does that, uh, did, 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 did how you? important is that to you? Well, I guess if you want to know the section or area of town. Like in Westfield, uh, the the uh, area over by Munger Hill, that's where all the swingers live. 
if you see all the upside down pineapples on yeah. the front doors of the homes out there, there's a, it's like a it's like a big swingers club over there. That's what I've been told. On Munger Hill. Uh, in Munger Hill, yeah. I didn't realize that there was a whole section of a whole neighborhood of them. Listen, uh, if you know anything about that Munger Hill uh, swinging sex party, you let me know. <laughs> That's why I want to be yeah. your neighbor. Yeah. yeah, and you want an invitation, too. Yeah. It's nice to see you, neighbor. <laughs> it's 723 at Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock is everywhere. Rock, rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 728, and Jimi Hendrix of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 68. Tomorrow, more of the same. It is 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, every week in Baxi's musical podcast, I talk to a different artist or producer or uh, musician or whatever it could be in any number of uh, musical styles. Uh, rock, alternative, metal, punk, you name it. This week, I'm talking to Xander Schloss who is the uh, the longtime bass player for the band The Circle Jerks. You may remember him from the film Repo Man. He played Kevin the Nerd. That's a guy that got to, well, among the many things that he did in that film, got pushed into a bunch of, a big pile of uh, canned peaches by Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Great, great movie. We talk about that. We talk about him uh, living and playing with uh, Joe Strummer from The Clash. It's a fascinating life story, and you can hit check that out on Apple Podcasts. SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Spotify, and on rock102.com. It's all brought to you by ZM Home Buyers and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. You know, I know we're done with the bit, but uh, I'm looking at this Hello Holyoke forum. Yeah. Man, these people are up in arms about those new trash cans. I can't throw my trash away because, of course, my house didn't get a new trash can. Yes, we called. They better come get this without a fancy trash bin. On that note, happy Monday. Does anyone really think that the, these kind of forums are the way to get things done? Wish me well on catching the blue parakeet by Shermer Horns. Good luck. What were you saying about the trash can? What I was going to say is like, yeah, if you want things done, going to a Facebook forum or like a you know an app, yeah, probably not going to be all that effective on anything. I don't know what's funnier, the people complaining about the trash cans or the people that are making fun of the people who are complaining about it's the trash cans. It's always can. the people making making fun of the complaints. And then some guy put a pitchfork inside of his trash can and says, uh, and said, it said, oh my God, they've taken up arms. <laughs> <laughs> it's 7.30. We got news next to Rock 102. 102, it's time for news, and it's brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples Home Buyers. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Three people have been arrested in connection with a deadly shooting that took place earlier this week in Springfield. The police were called to an apartment for a reported shooting victim on the 100 block of Lionel Benoit Road shortly before midnight on Sunday, according to Ryan Walsh from the Springfield Police. When they arrived, they found a 17-year-old male victim Along with three suspects who were at the scene, the victim was taken to Bay State Medical Center where he died late Monday night. Walsh added that 20-year-old Xavier Rivera, 18-year-old Luis Santiago, and a 17-year-old female who allegedly were in the same room with the victim at the time of the shooting were arrested. Investigation by the department's homicide unit led police to charge Reyes, Santiago, and Rivera with murder. In addition to the murder charge, Raya Rivera and Reyes Santiago have been charged with carrying a firearm without a license, carrying a loaded firearm without license, and discharging a firearm within 500 feet of a building. Uh, they were scheduled to be arraigned yesterday in Springfield District Court. Walsh noted that due to her age, the name and specific charges for the juvenile female will not be released. Hmm. 
Uh, Montgomery police are searching for a vehicle near Pitcher Street, uh, stopping in people's driveways. According to the Montgomery Police Department, officers received a report of a white sedan in the area of Pitcher Street that has been stopping in several people's driveways. Officials said there are officers looking for the car in the area to investigate for any suspicious activity. If you or anyone has information on the vehicle or have any photos or footage, you're asked to contact the uh, Russell Montgomery Police Department. All they're doing is turning around in driveways? Yeah. Well, maybe they just don't know where they're going. Uh, maybe they just keep I'm mis- missing turns. guessing it's uh, it's someone who's uh, scoping out houses out in the hills. Oh, see, that's the difference between you and me. I don't necessarily think in terms of, uh, of that. I just think you know, maybe they just don't uh, know the area that well and keep having to turn around in my driveway. You don't uh, you don't see that that's what they're doing. Well, I suppose if you want to be cynical, I I don't know if I'm being cynical or I'm just being like, why else would you be out in the hills turning around in people's driveways at uh, all hours of the day and night? Steve, you ever miss a left hand turn? Well, you drive right past it. Yeah, you know, accidentally. You turn around once. You turn around. Well, let's say just for whatever reason you get distracted, you could you drive it past it a second time. Could happen, right? I guess it could. You know, your phone call, and you drop a you know you, know, you drop a cigarette or whatever. What, 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 it could be anything. Any number of different things. Well, then you miss it again. You got to turn to someone else's driveway. Yeah. I, let's say, and then you go back to the other way, and then for whatever reason, uh, you can't make that left hand turn again. I I see what you're getting at. I'm just I'm just offering another a possibility. I think uh, what's going to happen is though anybody who is driving through uh, Montgomery will be scared by the giant electronic sign that they have in the center of town because that thing will blind you even in the middle of the day. True. It tells you what time it is. It's 11:46 a.m. Well, people need to know because yeah. it because Montgomery sometimes seems like the town that time forgot. The uh, Big E is known for a good time, and fairgoers can easily get wrapped up in the day and leave some personal belongings behind. It's one of the most invaluable booths at the Big E, as staff at the fairs lost and found keep track of everyone's lost valuables. This year, we actually have a wig. That's a first for us. Usually, we get dentures, hearing aids, stuff like that, but I think this is the first year we had a wig, said the assistant manager of the Big E's Lost People's Center. <laughs> After 18 fairs, uh, they said the they just said that they've seen many different items lost every year. After two full weeks of the fair, they've racked up quite the collection. Mm-hmm. We're up to 650 items so far this year, and we normally do about a thousand during the fair the last couple of years. But it all could change, and we could get over a thousand items again this year. Lost items are turned in by fellow fairgoers or biggie employees when cleaning up each day. You get the items back. Owners have to prove the item was once in their possession. Uh. What are you looking for, sir? Uh, my dignity. Okay, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to <laughs> identify that. There's, uh, there's lots of those here. I left it with my wig. Oh, oh, you're the wig person. Okay, here you go. We were wondering when you were gonna come back. Did you? Uh, did you see the story? This is uh, on Mass Live today. I don't know Mass Live probably did the uh, the story of the the lost and found, but they yeah. also did yesterday. Uh, here's how to find all the pickle foods at the Big E. Mm. And the uh, and and the 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 headline on the front page is like uh, the, it's like uh, you know here's the 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 pickle road, the pickle path. They call it the pickle path. Oh, does that lead you to Pickle Park up on ninety one in Holyoke? At the pickle parlor, yeah. I believe it's where it leads you to. Well, uh, did you get the map? Well, I mean, I, I uh, you know we're gonna go there tomorrow uh, as a staff. How fun does that sound? Uh, and uh, I may just follow the the pickle path. So you know, like so there's the 
Luann's Bakery, which has the uh, the pickle yeah. uh, cupcake. Right. Then there's the place that's got the uh, the the, the uh, a pickle barrel where you just you have yourself a pickle. And then there's uh, the pickle donut. There's the uh, the dilly dog, which quite frankly we didn't have the last time. Was I'm it, considering what, the dilly dog. Is that a fried pickle? And a hot dog, or is it, it is, just a fried pickle? All right, well, so imagine, if you will, you put a hot dog on the stick, okay? You wrap the hot dog with the pickle. Then you wrap the pickle with the bacon, and then you dip it into the uh, yeah. into the, 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 the batter like right. a corn dog, and you have a tasty treat sensation on a stick. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, I like food on a stick. Uh, but no more pickle lemonade and no more pickle cupcakes. No, but we didn't. Tr- I didn't try the uh, the pickle pizza, which would have been a nice uh, thing to try. Lots of pickle beer. A lot of pickle things. Pickles, uh, pickles uh, all over the place. The pickle pathway. I, re- I preferred it when we were all obsessed with bacon. There's still lots of bacon stuff there too. Yeah, but I mean, this is just pickles are just like the new thing that people are yeah. jumping on. Next year it'll be something else. We'll be on to, you know, I don't even know what that's going to be. Cheese. It'll be cheese. we got a lot something. of things with cheese already. Uh, Fairgrowers also have the option to visit their courtesy uh, stand between gates four and five if they are, aren't going back into the fair. They, they said that they get the most items turned in at the front gates after concerts. Uh, usually it's credit cards and cell phones. Cell phones are usually our most returned item because uh, everyone cannot live without their phone anymore, but credit cards... Most people just cancel them nowadays, and after the fair, we just shred them all. <coughs> yeah, well, you know. I would just be picking them up and going to buy all kinds of different things. One item at a time, they're never going to catch you. But you still have to prove it's yours, though. Yeah. Well, you just say my name. Okay. Isn't your name uh, Barry? Barry McOchner? <laughs> hmm? Is that you? <laughs> And if you, there's something you're missing from the fair, you can call 205-5164 and get in touch with the Big E Lost and Found. Are you missing anything? Uh, yeah, I brought a butter cow there last week. and uh, if You I left it there? I left it there. I had this big yellow slide that was attached to my truck. I have no idea what I did with it. <laughs> it was with this, uh, the world's tiniest horse was sitting up in the front seat yeah, of the car, right. and I don't know where that went either. I don't know if uh, if you guys have found it, but I had a, a whack-a-mole game uh, that I brought, and all of a sudden, like, I can't find it now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where that squirt, did I leave? The, squirt the clown in the mouth uh, game. Yeah, did I leave that there? A uh, woman in Florida is facing charges after she stole a young alligator for a, quote, photo shoot and kept it in the bathtub of her hotel room. That was a good choice. Uh, it's Florida. It's, again, one of those when in Rome things, you know. You're not yeah. supposed to steal the baby alligators. The uh, woman's name is Madison Stefan, and she allegedly used to work at a place called uh, Croc Encounters in Tampa. She doesn't work there anymore, but she still had the keys, and that's how she snuck inside. <laughs> I mean, really? Uh and this is just to take pictures? Yeah, just to take pictures. She told officials that she was, quote, borrowing the alligator for a photo shoot she was doing for her birthday. It's unclear what that entailed, but obviously it involved an alligator. The owner of Croc Encounter says she did not have permission to take the alligator, but they won't press charges for theft or trespassing. So uh, still, you can't just have an alligator in a bathtub, so Madison was issued a notice to appear in court 
for possession of the animal. It's unclear what charges uh, or fines she might be facing. You know, under regular circumstances, if you don't charge someone for stealing an animal of some kind, uh, then that's just going to embolden other people to steal other exotic animals. Yeah. Yeah. And, and whether she's got experience with these with these uh, alligators or crocodiles or whatever, um, you, you know, you, you got she's going to have to be made an example of, I think. I think you prosecute. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a big crock. Yeah. You're not. Ooh. Yeah. Although everyone's going to want to steal alligators out of the swamps. Well, they're not swamps. This was a farm that was in the. You ever see those? The alligator farms on the side of the highways. Uh, have you no. ever been down to Florida, like a like on a rest stop, and it says we have alligator farms? Yeah, but I never pulled over to see yeah. it. It's like it's like a it's basically just a big tank, and it's filled with these little baby alligators in there. We did one of those um, alligator. Uh, encounter rides in the Everglades where you take like that, uh, that the boat and you look at all the alligators who have been fed. Oh, like yeah. overfed so they don't uh, go snap out of the boat. Did you, um, did you, you've seen those? Yeah. You saw the alligators? Saw the alligators. That's scary. Yeah, but you know, I think they were so doped up and full. Yeah. That, you know, by the time the boat came around and people were like, you know, you know, putting their hands in the water and leaning over, they weren't interested in eating any of the humans. Oh, well, we, well, why would you? Because they're all tired and groggy. And yeah. You know how it is like when you like after like Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, yeah. Like yeah every yeah. day for these things right, is Thanksgiving dinner. You eat, a big, you eat a big meal with stuffing and mashed potatoes, and you're like, oh, God, I can't. Yeah, uh, and then you I still- can't eat one more bite. Oh, look, a fresh human. Oh, I'm just so stuffed. I just can't do it. Oh, I can't. F off, I'm stuffed. I can't eat another bite. Yeah, that could come back to bite you in the end, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no kidding. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be sunny with a high of, ooh, 69. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 71. It's 42 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Win big during the Mitsubishi September summer. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 752. And Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny with a high of 69. Giggity tomorrow, sunny with a high of 71. It's 42 right now in downtown Springfield. It's going to be, uh, you know, this weekend is going to be uh, you know, a, a kind of a quiet weekend. But yeah. next weekend, okay, yeah, is, uh, is, is one of the most exciting weekends in all of Springfield. Did you realize that? I, uh, I did, and I know why. Yeah, it's Oktoberfest. The mighty Oktoberfest at uh, the Student Prince. Now, I'm just going to tell you, uh, it starts next Friday, not this Friday, next Friday, two nights of nonstop fun of drinking beer out of boots and uh, you know eating schnitzels. I mean, you'll be up to your eyeballs and schnitzels, <laughs> wall-to-wall schnitzels and, and bratwurst and everything else. Baxi, why don't you come down and help me uh, tap this keg? Well, hey, your friend Mayor Dom Dom will be there. I, uh, I will be there tapping the keg, kind of like emceeing the tapping. Yeah, I, uh, you know, the uh, typically what happens is, uh, you know, I'll be there. Uh, Mayor Dom Dom got a couple whacks at it. Yeah. Um, last time, I believe he uh, he whacked at it, opened up right away. Like over the years, the Mayor Dom Dom's gotten very skilled at uh, at whacking the keg. Well, I I uh, I kicked it up to fifteen percent force, and that's when it uh, that's when it busted right open. Yeah. Usually, I'm only about ten percent to make everybody look like I, I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, he knows what he's doing. I, yeah, no, but I'm just be, I'm modest. I don't want anybody to show everybody how strong I am, because they know I could just flick this with my fingernail and it would open. There was one here. This is back when uh, both Andy Yee and and Rudy Sheriff yeah. were both still alive. 
and uh, there were like 10 guys that tried to tap the keg and no one could do Couldn't it. Couldn't do it. I tried to do it. I gave it like two or three whacks. The mayor gave it two or three whacks. Andy did. I believe Peter McNelly gave a couple. And all of a sudden, Rudy comes up. Yeah. And he's like, Jesus Christ, let me show you bastards how to do this. Yeah, he, yeah, grabs, yeah. he grabs the mallet. One whack. Wax it open. Psh, it's, all o- it's all open. Oh, and y'all got sprayed like, oh. a, like a big German adult Rudy, Rudy was magical. Yeah. God bless his soul. Anyway, I'm going to be there on uh, next, uh, not this Friday, next Friday. Uh, and the, the lineup of entertainment they've got, unbelievable. Both nights, the Berkshire Mountain Wanderers will be there doing songs just like this. Yeah. And then Trailer Trash on Friday the 6th. All right. They, uh, they start from uh, at 7.30. And then on Saturday, there's like uh, like three great tribute bands in a row. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's American Badass, the Kid Rock tribute. They're playing for an hour. Then you got Jagged Little Pill, the tribute to Alanis Morissette. They're playing for an hour. And then you got the Foo Fighters tribute, which is also uh, like they're playing for like an hour and a half. So that's uh, that's pretty good. That's going to be a damn good time. That's going to be a damn fine time. And we just happen to have a four-pack of tickets to the Mighty Oktoberfest. You can use it either night and uh, a four-pack of tickets. Uh, 10th caller right now at 293-1021. You get to join me at the tapping of the keg with trailer trash and a lot more. All right, let's All right. do it. I want to. Okay. I want to. I want to. I want to send you to the Oktoberfest. Have you been to the Oktoberfest? I have. I there have. was there was one year when I wasn't to when uh, when I was just drinking vodka. Yeah, and I was doing that for a good long time. Uh, now I'm not drinking nearly as much uh, vodka as I used to. Uh, and uh, someone thought it'd be a great idea to rather than give me a boot of beer, they gave me a boot of vodka. Oh, that's really not responsible well you know it was, it was yeah. cost effective yeah. uh one i didn't have to pay for it two i had a ride home yeah which I was, was gonna say cost effective of the lawsuit when you uh die of a alcohol overdose no. at the hospital no i uh listen i i drank it i didn't guzzle it down like yeah. i would have like a like a big uh, oktoberfest beer on like a maybach i didn't do that but uh yeah that took a little while to finish you're dangerous. Oh, I am. More than you know. Yeah. I really am. Again, 293-1021. Good luck to you. It's 656, 756, I should say, on Rock 102. Prices are high. Right on. The holidays are right around the corner. Ho, ho, ho. And you could use some extra cash. So see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know about you, but the very moment that I found out that Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey might be dating Taylor Swift, it completely changed my life. I've been waiting for this moment for I don't know how long. But it's not just about the budding moments of a fairy tale courtship. This is about Taylor Swift doing things like going to football games, sitting in luxury suites, eating free hot dogs, and cheering on the Kansas City Chiefs, even though she grew up exactly 1,079 miles away. Look, Taylor Swift jumps on the bandwagon for no man, unless that man happens to be a third-round draft pick out of the University of Cincinnati. Now, I know what you're saying. You're wondering, Bexy. As a football fan, why are you paying any sort of attention to this tabloid fuel Entertainment Tonight-style paparazzi-driven train wreck? 
But that's a fair question. And under normal circumstances, I can barely keep up with the shifting pile of heartbroken saps who have come into Taylor's magnetic romantic orbit over the years as they've accumulated like freshly hit roadkill on an interstate highway. However, the stark reality of this relationship is already having a staggering effect on our nation's economic climate. For example, did you realize that sales of Travis Kelsey jerseys have gone up more than 400% since Sunday? 400%! Do you honestly believe it's because Travis Kelsey has 11 receptions and 95 receiving yards this season? No! It's because he's possibly canoodling with a 12-time Grammy Award-winning musical phenomenon like Taylor Swift. And doggone it! When you've loved and lost the way that Tay-Tay has done over the years, then you don't think twice about marching to Dick's and buying a Travis Kelsey game jersey for 200 bucks. You do it instinctively because you know this one might just be the one. Would Taylor be caught dead at Arrowhead Stadium and have a game of football explained to her if she didn't see, see Travis Kelsey in her future? I don't think so. No, sir, this is a storytime whirlwind in which they're going to be either living happily ever after or it's going to end up being sprayed over her next heartbreaking album of scorn-filled breakup songs. Either way, it's a win-win for everybody, and I'm okay with that. But hey, enough of my yappings. What's brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the colors of autumn. Orange and white. Yes, fall cleanup with steel equipment, orange and white, steel blowers, chainsaws, whatever you need. See Morgan at the Ludlow Rockies. She's steel trained, good people, steel people like Morgan, a rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Downtown Springfield. You know, um, uh, bro, what? Oh, yeah, Jesus. I get, you know, thank you very much because I would have forgotten for like the second time in yeah. four days. Uh, it's time for the keyword to cash, the $1,000 keyword. Today's keyword is the word bonus. Bonus. That's bonus. B O N U S. B O N U S. Or B O N U S. Go to the keyword to cash contest page on rock102.com and enter the word bonus for a chance to win a thousand bucks. You got until midnight tonight to enter in the uh, the keyword for a chance to win. Your thousand dollar keyword uh, is bonus. B O N U S. Good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Now you can continue. All right. <sighs> okay. You know, you and I have been uh, been around uh, this area for a good long time now. Yeah. What did you say? 18 years you've been here? Uh yeah, eighteen years I've All been right. here at this very building. It's uh, it's like uh, you know, it's going on twenty nine for me. Crazy, and I know. It just seems uh, like it's been going on forever. We have uh, we have nothing in the area named after us. Yeah, what's going on with that? Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing's named after us. You know, Richie Neal's got a couple of buildings named after him. Yeah, what did he do that was so different than what we do? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I would say we need like a street or something, but like a, like a bench or, you know, like a chair, you know, something like a a water fountain would be good. Well, we could do that with some uh, lawn chairs out here in the back. We could do something yeah. like that. That would be uh, that could would be write backs on yours and I could write Steve on mine. This uh, story came out of Agawam last night. A school committee meeting was held on Monday night in Agawam. Mm-hmm. The meeting discussed the committee's decision to rename Robinson Park Elementary School after the town's mayor, William Sapelli. Several signatures have been collected by Agawam residents to overturn the committee's decision. One of those residents speaking on a, uh, Monday's meeting said that there is a conflict of interest <laughs> in this whole process because Mr. Sapelli 
is the chairperson of the school committee. What? Personal prejudice or favoritism, political pressure, or temporary popularity should not be an influence in choosing the name for a school. The petition to overturn the committee's decision has collected hundreds of signatures, but yet has not yet been overturned. Why are you naming the park or naming a school after a current mayor? If you're sitting, if you're the chairperson of that committee, you're basically saying, I would like to rename this after me. Yeah. That would be um, a little, how shall I put this? Uh, obnoxious. Yeah. Does that seem weird to you? It's very obnoxious. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily be jockeying for this place to be called the, uh, the Bax and Nagel, uh, you know, broadcast center in East Lawn Meadow. I would never, I would never even, uh, consider pushing for that. In fact, I would actually Maybe push, if you died. If I died, that would be fine. But I'm still very much breathing. I'm walking around. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm vibrant. Yeah, I never understood the uh, naming of buildings of people who are still alive. I, mostly it's a money thing. Usually it's a money thing. Like uh, when uh, Michael Kittredge was still alive, yeah. they named the Michael Kittredge building for him at HCC. But that's because he donated a crap ton of money. Yeah. When you when you when you have that kind of money and you donate that, that's when you get a building named after you. Even if even if you're not still alive, like for example, I have no problem renaming uh, a street after Bruce Landon. They got Bruce Landon way right next to the the Civic Center for all the things, all the stuff that that guy did for to have hockey in Springfield. He deserves he deserves that much. He's still very much alive. He's still kicking. He's still active. But I got no problem with that. I got no problem with that at all. But if you're sitting on a board yeah. that is deciding to rename something and you decide, hey, you know what? This building would be so much better served if you were named after a uh, remarkable citizen of the town like myself. The current mayor. Yes. Yes. Let's name this after me. Like I, at some point... Dom Sarno will have deserved something named after yes, him. Yes, but he's not advocating for something to be named for him right now. No. When he retires from, from Which, that job. Which, by the way, so everybody knows uh, Springfield's nickname is Dom Dom Land anyway. <laughs> I don't even need to say that, do I? No, Mr. I Pelly, how great that he thinks he is, getting a whole school named after him? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what did you na- you're doing that for your own benefit? That just seems a little like, I don't know. Well, if you're even if, if someone's deciding, you know, you deserve it. You're sitting on the board. I mean, yeah. If I'm on if I'm on the board and someone suggested that to me, I'd say, hey, let, you know what? Uh, no, let's let's uh, let's not let, do let, that. Let's table this. Yeah. Why don't you wait until I'm you know no longer an active part of this board or the mayor of the town? Then you can do it. I don't. Uh, I don't see anything being named in with my name on it being like a flex you know what i mean like that's the, to me that's not like i don't know right well remember remember john oliver uh he got that that waste management treatment center down in waterbury or danbury to be named after him yeah we should do that for bondi's island Call it the Bax and Nagel wastewater treatment plant. Well, that would make a lot. There's a lot of parallels. Easy to see, but 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 I'm not the kind of person that would want my name on something no, so so I, badly 
I would try. I would actually try to talk people out of it. Yeah, I'd if it like, were me, it's like you, you, there must be somebody else here who's done more what, to deserve this. What, what is the reasoning for naming the school after him? I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't even know him that well. I've just, met him like once or twice. Yeah. He seems like a perfectly decent guy, and what, I got no problem with that. What's, but what's so great about him that he would get a building named after him? I, I don't. What know. did you do? He served a couple terms as mayor. You know. Uh, and what was pro- what, what was uh, what was so bad about uh, Mr. Robinson? Well, that's what Mr. I'm saying. Mr. Robinson seemed like he's got a park after him, and you know now the you know, he's had the school named after him for a while. Well, maybe Mr. Robinson deserved that, or I, maybe Mrs. Robinson. I don't know who, who it's named after. I want to know what the reason is why they even brought this up that this this school should be named after a living person who's you know not scheduled to die anytime soon. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. why would you name that after somebody who's who's living? What's so great about this man? And I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying what you know. Usually, when you when you name something after somebody, they did something so great right. that hey, we're gonna honor you with this name. When they uh, renamed the South End Bridge the Dorothy Buxton Bridge, remember Ju- that it's Julia Buxton. Bridge. Whatever, it's yeah. Julia. Bu- Ms. Buxton has her bridge. Was she the one that uh, was pushing for that? Was no. she saying, you know what? I want to be the thing that binds Springfield to Westside. Yeah. And I like it in the South End. So why not? Why not have it named instead of the South End Bridge? Have it named the Julia B. Buxton Bridge. Sorry about the the Buxton family for screwing up the name. But you know what? My point is like, it's like, why, why would you? Why would you need that? I, I, I don't I, I really want to know what this guy did that was so great that, that there they were even thinking about naming the school after him. How many people I don't even know this. How many people sit on the school committee in Agawam? I don't know. I mean probably three, not, five? It's probably not that many. Probably not that many, which means these discussions have been going on for a while and, and They've probably been going on for a while in front of uh, Mayor Sapelli. Do you think he was sitting there going, oh, yeah, come on, vote yes, vote yes. Come on, yeah, we can do this. Come on. <laughs> oh, my name's going to be on the building. I would like to cast the very first vote and uh, vote and uh, vote for myself. Uh, this, this is an opinion piece uh, from a parent. Uh, there was a parent, Jessica Crowley, uh, echoed uh, some statements at, at like a meeting about this whole thing yeah. and added that the current name is an indirect way to honor John Robinson who donated the land for the state park. Okay. He donated the land for the state park. They, he was probably still alive when they named it after him though. Okay. Right? Sure. Uh, the parents proposed that the school committee rename Aguam Junior High School or Aguam High School after Sapelli and keep the Robinson name where it is. But what did he do that he's... That that you're naming it after him. This is what I don't get. Maybe we can take a call. Do we All have right. a call? Uh, yeah, we can uh, give that a try. Uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Uh, no, yeah, uh, well, let's try this. Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Hi, Gary. I uh, just want to answer your question. Just let you know that uh, Mr. Sapelli was the principal of that school for many years. Not a lot, but many. And then he went on to be superintendent of schools. Okay. All right. So let me ask you this: if, right. if 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 that's if that's the case, do you think he should be the one voting on whether his name is on the on that building, or should that come at a later time when he's not serving on that committee? I agree with you 100. percent In fact, most of the town's kind of up in arms about the whole thing 
because uh, I think it went to the right channels. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you're, you're breaking up. We appreciate the call. Thank you. Let's, All right. Okay. Let's uh, try that again. I think we're done. Uh, yeah. I think we got our answer. All right. Well, we got our answer. All right. So, okay. So he's a superintendent of schools, worked he, in that uh, school he, for a while. That's perfectly fine. But, I mean, you're voting for yourself to rename the building? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I don't like that at all. It's uh, 821 on Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828, 38 special with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 69. Giggity tomorrow, sunny with a high of 71. It's 42 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, a little bit later on this hour, we're going to be talking to a couple out of Ludlow that uh, have been going through uh, you know, quite an ordeal uh health wise quite the ordeal yeah there was a uh, story that was in the uh, i believe it was in the reminder yep uh about the uh about callie and joe cotting from out of ludlow we'll uh, be talking to them in just a few minutes uh, after news which is next to rock 102 Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. A chilly start this morning with a bit of thin fog, but we should see plenty of sunshine. Temperatures will climb quickly with readings into the upper 60s this afternoon. Just a few clouds mix in. The wind will be light. It's going to turn out to be a nice day today. Clear and chilly again tonight. Temperatures will fall into the upper 30s and low to mid 40s. But tomorrow, plenty of sunshine. High temperatures top off near 70. A few clouds mix in late in the day. We go mostly cloudy tomorrow night with temps falling into the 40s. And for Friday, mostly cloudy with scattered showers around, especially in the afternoon. High temperatures in the low to mid 60s will have slow improvement on saturday but nice in the afternoon sunday looks nice as well with your western mass news first alert forecast i'm meteorologist dan brown lee and nissans are in style in stock and ready for delivery all month long and if you're looking to lease your next nissan do it at lee and nissan and enfield with low monthly payments zero percent financing options and their exclusive three years of no charge maintenance on all lee and nissans that includes no charge oil changes, tire rotations, and more. Stop in and ask for me, uh, manager Miguel Aponte for your exclusive offers only at Leon Nissan. Palumba Drive in Enfield, 0% must credit qualify, only valid on select models. See dealer for full details. Pro contractors who rent power equipment depend on Pro Tool in Springfield for one-day delivery. Need equipment on your job site tomorrow? Call us today. Floor grinders, floor scrapers, and scarifiers. Pro Tool for one-day delivery. Concrete saws, trowels, concrete buggies. Call Pro Tool today. Get them tomorrow. We know conditions on the job site can change quickly. And you might need equipment quick. And if that happens, call me, Kim. Or me, Chris. 732-8044. Do you know the good folks over at Aqua Pump? They can handle all of your well repair, system maintenance, water contamination needs, and water filtration needs. And of course, Aqua Pump are the experts on all water supply systems. They install, service, and repair wall pumps and tanks for all wells and carry a complete line of submersible and jet pumps water filters, and supplies. They also specialize in treating contaminated water. They're also having a customer appreciation day today, starting at noon at 169 West Stafford Road, down in Stafford Springs, Connecticut. Stop by, say hello to the folks over at Aqua Pump for customer appreciation day. Grab yourself a bite to eat and say hello to the experts at Aqua Pump. Do it once, do it right. Find out more at aquapump.com, only in Stafford, Connecticut. Get checking that checks all the boxes for free. Unlock your potential with the Bank ESP Get Real Checking account. Free of monthly fees, free mobile banking, and all deposits insured. There's even a cash bonus available. Conditions apply. That's better than free. That's a bonus. Visit bankesp.com or your local branch to open an account today. 
Check free checking off your to-do list with a Get Real Checking account at Bank ESB. Unlock your potential. Member FDIC. 8.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. You know what? Let's do news out of Connecticut. There's some fun stuff going on down there. Okay. All right, ready? A man in Ledyard flipped off and exposed himself to a police officer, police said. Uh, okay. Police identified the man as 36-year-old Eric Klarman. Uh, the incident happened on Tuesday after the officer conducted a motor vehicle stop in the area of Dollar General on Route 12 in Ledyard. Police said the officer completed the motor vehicle stop, pulled into a parking area to be out of the roadway, and fill out the proper information for the stop. Now, Eric Klarman, wasn't he the lead singer of the band The Raspberries? No, that is uh, Eric Carmen. I believe you're thinking of the little fat kid on South Park. No, Steve, that would be Eric Cartman. No, that's just a guy who, I don't know. <laughs> they said Klarman, uh, while he sat in his patrol car, the officer was approached by a man with a shaved head who wore dark shorts and an orange sweatshirt. Oh, a deer hunter. Right. Uh, they said Klarman went towards the officer with his middle finger raised as he yelled. Police said the officer got out of his patrol car and tried to speak with the man. They said at that point, Klarman put his hands down his pants. The officer ordered Klarman to remove his hand, and Klarman refused. Klarman then pulled out his penis as he continued to yell at the officer. A penis? Yeah. You don't say. Yes. The uh, the officer tried to detain the man, who were then resisted. Klarman was eventually secured into handcuffs and transported to Ledyard Police Department for processing. He was given a court date of uh, today in New and London Superior Court. He was charged with disorderly conduct and interfering uh, and resisting an officer. Well, it's good he was already uh, apprehended at the time. You'd hate to think that'd have to be a police sketch of the penis. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's again, it's just that little toad mushroom thing. Yeah, I know. But, you know, like the, the, that, that be on the lookout thing, uh, you know. Bolo. You see what I'm saying? Bolo YOLO. That's right. Be on the lookout. You, you only, only live, live once. once. Yeah, that's right. And for those of you who didn't see it, you probably have FOMO, the fear of missing out. FOMO, Bolo, what? YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> That's right. Get a lot of those mixed up. You know, I, 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 uh, I have never felt overwhelmingly compelled to whip it out well, I get- in, t- in times of, of, uh, of turmoil. Listen, everybody's had some sort of uh, complaint about their local police, uh, but not to the point where I'd get so angry that I'd... Uh, Shove the middle finger in his face while he's sitting there writing somebody else a ticket. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, you like writing tickets? Why don't you write this? See, I'm not. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm. I'm far more uh, law abiding than to you know whip out any of my uh, any of my bit bits and pieces. Yeah, hey, you got your you got your Billy stick. I got mine too. Here. <laughs> well. That does look like a blunt instrument. Yeah, there's a, there's a, all kinds of good stuff going on in Connecticut. And then in New London, a man tried to lure children into a van. Okay. Man, I thought that method went out the way of the dinosaur. Nope, nope. Still, We're still doing the van thing, huh? Still dudes doing that. The vehicle involved was described as a white van with tinted windows. Authorities said the man was a white or Hispanic man with black hair and a black or gray beard. Well, which was it? Was it black or gray? Well, which was it? Was he Hispanic or white? Probably a little bit of both. Well, which one? Did he have black hair or gray hair? 
Our agency has been in contact with the collaborating with the uh, New England London public school system regarding these reports, according to the New England police. On social media, the department posted tips for reporting suspicious activity and help staying safe. They recommend staying in groups and staying aware of surroundings and screaming if danger is seen. You know, because this kind of vehicle tends to be like standard uh, protocol for, for dirt bags and, and sex offenders, don't you think that there should be some sort of red flag popping up if you were to purchase a white van? You would think. You would think. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what are you going to do with this white van? Oh, uh, utility work. And maybe having sex with people and everything in between. Yeah, see, this is what I'm talking yeah. about. I mean, that, that to me, uh, if you say, I'm going to go uh, trade in my my vehicle for a white paneled van, I'm going to think, well, all of a sudden I'm starting to show com- real concern. You know what I saw on Amazon last week? And I think I'm going to get this. It's a, um, <clears throat> it's a mattress for the backseat of your car. All right. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, you put it's it like folds down. It's it's one of the things that goes along the the bench of the seat. Yeah, and then it has like a like another inflatable part in the front, so it doesn't shift. Mm-hmm. So it just stays in there. I think I like that. How many roadside naps are you taking, Steve? A lot. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, uh, roadside naps, perhaps uh, extracurricular activities. Alone, probably. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think you'd be better off maybe not making that purchase. You know what really turns me on? What? When the fish hatchery did, puts all the, 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 the rainbow trout into the rivers for the spring. That does that, it? That's my time. <laughs> wow. Don't I, ask why. That is that's the just weirdest. just my time. That is the weirdest oh, when I see kink that, I've ever heard in my life. When I see that DCR tro- uh, r- truck roll up with all them big mouth bass oh, in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's when the that's when the Show you a couple starts. of stripers, and all of a sudden we get some issues. Uh, police say a woman was shot by a co-worker inside of a St. Louis area family dollar store on Tuesday afternoon. Oh, again, when in Rome. Right? <laughs> the St. Louis Police Department reports that two employees got into an argument inside the store around 5 p.m. with one of the workers ended up being shot in the face. In the, the face? Yeah. The f- employee who fired the gun took off from the scene. The injured female worker was transported to the hospital in critical condition. Police did not immediately release the names of the employees involved, but they said they do know the shooter's identity while they continue to search for her. Authorities uh, said the shooting remains under investigation. Why would anybody want a job? If that's what's going to happen to you. Well, I mean, not everybody who's working gets <laughs> shot in the face, but uh, but still, what has to happen in a in a in a dollar store? A family dollar. A family dollar in which two employees are so angry at each other. What has to happen between those two people? Hey, 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 this hey, 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 this isn't your regular dollar store. This is a family dollar store. Okay, there's children around here. Right, which is all the more reason not to shoot somebody in the face. You want to start your shenanigans? Go to the Dollar Tree. That's where they have all that kind of behavior down there. Now, I know you would never do that at Dollar General because of the uh, the military implications of that place, but, oh, you, you know. Want, yeah. you, don't want to, you don't want to face a court-martial from the Dollar General. <laughs> you know, I associate Dollar General with that general car insurance you know, all the I, time. I all the time, I picture that little cartoon guy with the white mustache. <laughs> 
Even though it, it's not, it's that's that's how that that's how that uh, what do they get call your it? insurance at the county store? No, what was the thing we were talking about? The Mandela effect. Yes, right. Like that, like that. Years from now, you're like, yeah, the Dollar General used to have this little uh, this little mascot, and he wore a thing. No, it, didn't, it wouldn't, wouldn't be that. It, it would be the guy, the general car insurance. Yeah, I, I think it's more like the Dollar General store, but it does have a military implication. Speaking of. Uh, the Mandela effect, I saw another one of these videos. Remember last week we were talking about Ed McMahon and how Ed McMahon never worked for Publishers Clearinghouse, even though everybody associates Ed McMahon with Publishers Clearinghouse. The song, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Yeah. You Can Blank on Me. What is it? Count? No. No? It's plan. Come on. Yeah. I'm telling you. Hold on a second. Now, hang on a second. They they played this, uh, it was a Frank Sinatra version. Yeah. And then I looked it up, the lyrics, it says, plan on me. Son of a bitch, you're right. Isn't that weird? How did how did we have it so wrong? I don't know, but then I looked up, I said, come on, I've heard that before, that you can count on me, and Kelly Clarkson has a version of... Uh, I'll be home for Christmas yeah. as you can count on me as the lyric. But the original lyrics do not say you can count on me. Yeah, this is the, the original Bing Crosby version. I'll be home for Christmas. All right, here we go, here we go. You can plan on me. Oh, isn't it I feel weird? Like, I feel like everything about the Christmas season has been a lie. But, but isn't it odd that you thought all, like, your entire life you thought it was that? Yeah. And hearing it back, and even that, it almost sounds like it's been replaced. Like, that shouldn't, it shouldn't yeah. sound like that. Like that, like, Bing Crosby has been replaced by some, you know, artificial intelligence that put, you know, plan as far as count. That just blows my mind, doesn't it? How doesn't did we it? have it so wrong, dude? I, just, I don't, I don't get it. How did we? How did we not know about Ed McMahon? I don't know. Not being part of the publisher's clearing. I'll, I'll tell you what. If I find out that there's like one more thing about the Christmas season that's that was you know force fed to people that no. wasn't true, I'm going to get really angry. What? If, what about the uh, the the other the Bernstein Bears? Yeah. That's another one of those it's things. It's Berenstein. Yeah. Yeah. It's not spelled the way you think it was spelled. No. Man, they just blow my mind every time I look into one of these theories. The Mandela effect. <laughs> I knew man I I knew Mandela didn't die. Well, he's. I think he's gone now. Well, he's gone now, but it, everybody thought he died in the. It, that's what. The, that's why they call it the Mandela effect. They think that he died when he was put in prison. Yeah. But he didn't die. Spent 27 years there before all of a sudden he becomes the most beloved man in the world. He died after he got out of prison. Long after he got out of prison. Yeah, like uh, 2012 or 2013. Not in the 1980s. Yeah, no, he hung on for a while. Isn't it kind of strange, though, how we do that? You just blew my mind. I know. I know. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast. Wait, we're done? It's 8.43. Do you want to do more? Nah, it's all right. We can do, uh, there's a, the three people who were arrested in Connecticut. It was another Connecticut story. Yeah. Uh, for two separate but connected violent crimes uh, using machetes, troopers charged 32-year-old Thomas Crappa. That's your name. Well, no wonder, he, no wonder he's aggressive. 29-year-old Brianna Dean, who's not too bad looking, and uh, 40-year-old Jose Raza, Raul Sandoval with an array of crimes.
The state police said they were requested to an address on Bigelow Road on Monday at 12.50 p.m. in New Fairfield. Uh, they reported shots being fired. They already had three people in custody. State police detectives said they figured out that Sandoval and Crappa were driving their vehicles when they met at an intersection. Sandoval left his vehicle and approached Crappa and Dean with a machete. Detectives said Sandoval then went back to his vehicle and intentionally rammed it into Crappa's vehicle. You got a piece of Crappa right there. <laughs> Crappa then uh, fired a gun into Sandoval's direction. Sandoval had a superficial injury from the bullet fragment. He was treated on the scene. Sounds like a big love triangle. It sounds that way. Yeah. But you introduce a machete into a love triangle, and only were, bad things are going to happen. And they were all arrested and all charged. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's, uh, that's a heated thing. She's a, she's kind of hot, though. Well, listen, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's somehow, sometimes how a uh, love triangle gets uh, gets started. With one hot chick and two ugly dudes. Well, well somebody's got to be desirable. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, sunny and high of 69, Giggity. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 71. It is 44 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849, it's 850. And Stone Temple Pilots with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 69. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 71. It is 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Kaylee and Joe Conning are a couple out of uh, Ludlow that have uh, been going through quite an ordeal with uh, with Kaylee's health. They're both in the studio with us right now. Guys, good to see you. Good morning, morning guys. Good morning. Uh, so... Uh, Tell us, uh, Kaylee, by the way. Your yeah, I, had it, I had it wrong, and I apologize for that. <laughs> well, you, you said you were going to give us a guff about that when you got on the air. I'll let it slide. It. I'll let it slide. But uh, pretty serious condition that you developed yes, after sir. the birth of your child, right? Mm-hmm. So tell us uh, what happened. You, when, when did this start happening? Um, so about four months, actually, after I had my son, um, I started having, you know, minimal symptoms like mm-hmm. shortness of breath. I was getting really winded really easily. And and nobody knew what this was. No, I mean, know. and as a mom, you push it off because moms don't get sick days, you know? Right. So you, you kind of push through it. And I was like, oh, it's the weather. Oh, it's, you know, it's allergies. It's asthma. It's, it's whatever it's not. And then at what point did you know that something was seriously wrong? When I started experiencing like the chest pain with the shortness of breath, so I couldn't make it from my living room to my bathroom without literally gasping for air. So I told my husband, I'm just going to go to urgent care. I'm going to get a treatment for asthma. No, no big deal. Um, but when I got there, they gave me an EKG and the nurse came in like clutching a piece of paper. She's like, we're calling you an ambulance. You need to go to the hospital immediately. So what they found was that uh, what you had was not asthma, but Absolutely. something called a rare condition, postpartum cardiomyopathy. Yep. Uh, how rare is this? I mean, it, it, it sounds like, I mean, I've never heard this before where someone has a heart condition after giving birth. So, um, hormones, everything, the stress of having babies, it, it puts a lot uh, on the heart. Um, and it's, it's rare, but what was most rare about my case in particular was that it, it reared its ugly head so far after yeah. usually peripartum cardiomyopathy, um, shows up during pregnancy or during birth, whereas mine was four months after. Right. So that was the the rare part. That was the weird, tricky thing about it. Now, without treatment, because I was reading the story in the in the reminder about about this, and, and Joe, you can right. talk about this too because you you <laughs> you yep. convinced her after yep. doctors uh, talked to you that untreated, 
this was potentially fatal. It is fatal. Yeah. There's no question about that. It's if you don't, you know, if you're not on any type of medication, if you just kind of go along your life saying, oh, you know, I'll just eat better. I'll just exercise. It still will kill you. So what do they do to treat it? Um, regimen of medication, um, a lot of diuretics because your body produces a lot of fluid when it's going through this, which puts stress on the heart. Sure. Um, and uh, actually what saved her was she she qualified for a uh, trial study oh, out right. in Boston. Yeah, mm. So they were doing the regimen, the, the diuretics here, and they were just going to kind of let it slide. This doctor, Dr. Giverts, heard of Kaylee's story and contacted us to try this trial medication. And It's actually, like a double-blind study. Yeah, it's a double-blind sure, study. Sure, right. So that's actually kind of what saved her life because he yep. was the doctor that cornered me and said, if this just goes treated with medication, she's not going to make it. She's got about three, three months. months. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he, he dropped that, that on me when uh, they told her to go take blood because Kaylee was like, I'm not staying in this hospital. I'm not going to be away from stubborn. the kids. Yeah, yeah, she's very stubborn. Yeah. Obviously. Well, yeah. But your, your, your opinion changed pretty quick, I would imagine. Yeah. Because, yeah. yes. I mean, just, you know, your family, you know your family members, you, you know your significant other. And when he, the way that he looked at me, I knew something was wrong. And I'm like, okay, something, they're not telling me what's wrong exactly, right. but something's very serious so, happening. So now you're on a treatment plan for yes. this now. Yes. And obviously that comes along with costs and the, with the great country we live in about oh, insurance yeah. and, and all that stuff. That leaves uh, leaves you with quite a bit of medical bills. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, sure. I mean, the surgery that I had um, was kind of dropped in our lap. Uh, it was, um, they placed an LVAD, which it stands for Left uh, Ventricular Assist Device. Um, so it basically looks like something that goes under your kitchen sink and mm -hmm. they put it into your heart and you have literal batteries that you carry around with you everywhere. But that procedure alone is like, it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. Um, and the bills are, they're piling up. Mm -hmm. Okay. But so, so, but you are going to, you have a GoFundMe already established, yes. right? Yes. That, and then we're doing this event. Uh, on uh, October 23rd? Yes. No, 22nd. October 22nd. October 22nd. Yep. This is why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Kaylee, Callie, whatever your name is. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You need some help. No, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Sunday, October 22nd. It's going to start around 12, end around 7. There's there's a couple bands playing. There's um, there's a raffle. There's food trucks, I believe. And, where, and where's it being held? At Van Vanished Valley in Ludlow. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Pretty cool place. Pretty cool people. Very cool people. Yeah. But um, but the amount of money that uh, that's necessary here. I mean, just the the GoFundMe page, which I believe your your older brother. Yeah, uh, my, put my oldest brother Mike. Yeah. Uh, set up. The goal is a hundred thousand dollars. You know, which is goal. which is a lot. Yes. But you've already raised about sixty grand of it, which, which just is, blows my mind. Yeah, but that's amazing. It's, it's incredible. Amazing. I mean, you know, a lot of GoFundMe pages don't you know, don't reach to that level where they've right. already it's it's sixty thousand. Uh, and we'll we'll put uh, we'll put the link on this on on our social media too, so that oh, can great. get thank uh, you. That when, can uh, when my brother contacted us about it, we were actually in the hospital. Post we were very like apprehensive. We were very yeah. apprehensive. We don't want yeah. you know we don't want help. We don't want this to get big. We just want to get through it. And yeah. then the reality of the situation hit, and we're like, oh my, we now, can't. Yeah, we, we, we get we, contacted we, from people out in Texas and all yeah. over the country. Uh, you know, they're contacting us with all this other information. It's amazing the, the outreach we've got. The re reality sets in when you get that bill from the hospital. Yeah. It says, yeah. hey, by the way, this is your portion. Of and we what, haven't what even gotten, over. like, the bill yeah. yet. We've gotten, you know, the smaller ones, like the hospital stay and the medication and the supplies, because we need supplies delivered to us every week. It's a lot, and we haven't even gotten that 
that. Well, they bill don't want to give that to you. That might give no, you a heart attack. Right? Exactly. <laughs> they want to wait till I'm, right. you know, somewhat. Right. Yeah. And then on top of the traveling yeah. back and forth to Boston, we were just there oh, again. Gosh. We go yeah. once a week pretty much. It's a hundred bucks at least every and trip gas down there. Alone. How how long ago were you diagnosed with this? Um, I was diagnosed uh, in May, um, end of May, and then I was hospitalized in Boston. Um, was it June twenty third? Like June that. 23rd, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. then I had emergency surgery yeah, on July 6th. That's when we found out she needs the heart transplant. Yeah. The doctor came zero. in, and he's like, you're not going to make it. You need a heart transplant. So it is So it is a transplant that, that's that's necessary. Yeah. Yes. We're wow. waiting. What she has now is just, to, as the doctor say, to buy some time. It's a bridge, basically. It's a bridge. Maybe, Some people, uh, though, can live their lives out on it. It's, yeah. it's an amazing piece of machinery. This is uh, Kaylee and Joe Conning from, uh, from Ludlow. Again, the, uh, the GoFundMe page is up. Help the, Codling, help the Codding family. You can find it. We'll post it uh, in, in just a little bit. This event that's coming up uh, you know, in, in October. Yes. Uh, what else did you have planned uh, for it? Um, so there's two live bands that are playing. There's going to be... Um, Max Tone, I think they're going to start around 6, and um, Kitchen Jam is going to start around noon. Um, There's also, you know, the Patriots and the Bills game is going to be on, so even if you aren't interested in the event itself, you know, go go hang out, watch some football. There's going to be food trucks. Um, There's pretty large raffle that you don't have to be there (coughs) to win, I believe. Um, And there's ice cream for the kiddos. Batch batch ice cream. Oh, I'm there. I'm there. There (laughs) Ice cream. You said ice cream. That was it. That was it. Well, Well, uh, it's I I I think we I speak for Steve too. We we wish the the both of you you know best luck and good health. And obviously, you know, people should definitely consider this event. And and what date is it? so Steve Sunday, knows. Sunday, October twenty yeah, second. All right, just make sure that Steve knows <laughs> that when remember. to go. Yeah. And it's it's Kaylee, Steve. <laughs> Kaylee, Kaylee, yeah. right? By the, that was him, by the way. <laughs> that was I'll, I'll own that one. Yeah. I, it's all right. It's Everyone okay. does it. Kaylee and and and, uh, and Joe, thank you so much for coming in. Thank, thank you guys for having us. With your luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's eight fifty nine with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. Would you mind saying that again? 